All right. Last time on the adventures of My Little Chuckle Fox, our intrepid group of magic skeletons piloting meat suits discovered an even greater threat lurking in the caverns of the Swamp Temple and interrupted some, for, uh, some form of a ritual taking place with the remains of the phylactery of the once powerful lich who resided there. Having bathed in the blood of the vile Sahagan who lay in wait to ambush them, the group decided it was time to extricate themselves from the vile nastiness of the swamps. No sooner had they reached the hull of their beloved transport than that of a red glow of an emergency flare soared high into the air, calling for aid. Our part-time heroes dashed off only to find another Sahagan group menacing slithery companions trapped within a cave. Rescuing their scaly consultants, they learned of the dire message meant from her for the scaled queen herself, portending of the oncoming attack being endangered. Upon delivery of the portended doom, the queen herself charged the, our group with an extra mission, the extermination of all the Sahagan who dared to defy the den of the draconian derelicts driven defiantly from the depths of their own domain. While resting and dining, our adventure murder our adventuring murder hobos spotted something afoot, many of them, in fact, in the, in the form of mini mushroom men maniacally making a break for it. Rounding up the fungal menagerie, they found the tiny salad toppings to be lost and agreed to return them to their home. Directed by the spongy sapiens sporadically spouting their sporely bits of secrets, they met with a much larger myconid man. And eager at the, pros or eager at the prospect of a tasty fish dish, the myconid, or myconid agreed to send aid in return for assisting the Sporlings. Having paid homage to the Mushroom Prince, much haste did they take to travel back to the trusty town of Ye Old Saltmarsh, where they met with the council to discuss the dire dilemma that dashed their hopes and dreams. Much was discussed of the treachery taken toll upon the tolls of war and the fate of the betrayer, ultimately revealing a secret Kina wished to contain and the appearance of none other than her brother. Conveying the Queen's request, the Council continued their discussions and inaction till Jolly tempted fate with the use of a dispel magic to attempt to revert the effects of some form of enchantment contained within the minds of the head Councilwoman, Ada. Though her mind was freed, Jolly was struck blind in the process. It was at this moment the group found themselves being watched. Calling out to the notorious Mistmeister, Kina found more than she bargained for when who should appear but none other than Zuviel himself. He learned of the fate of the dynamic septo and their ability to continue processing oxygen into carbon dioxide slash methane before alerting them he knew of the attack and wanted them to proceed. Before he vanished, he turned to the fabled familial friend of Kina's and with a finessed flick of his fingers, banished the elf from sight before he too vanished into the air. I hope you're proud of yourself. There was so much alliteration in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. I feel like I need to go listen to it again just because I missed shit. <laughs> and I was there. Amen. And that's where we'll find our group in the town hall shortly after Zuviel disappeared. Rot was very happy that he got to stand nose to nose with Zuviel and show him he wasn't fucking afraid of him. Fucker. Azuvia was in the council hall. Oh yeah, he, he was right here. Okay. Then he now he knows that we're not dead. My screen's black. Is it just me? Oops, sorry. Your token's missing.
There you go. There'd be light. You exist. You should uh, you should post that summary somewhere. Uh, I'll make it available for everyone. Rot turns around and looks at Your observation, you know. Again. <laughs> Navica. Yes. Rot is sorry if Rot implied that you could not take care of yourself. Rot only step in front of you because Rot think you Rot friend. No, I am not offended. It's all right, Rot. I appreciate your being willing to take blows that might have been made for me. That is a sign of true friendship. I appreciate it very much. Rot is equal opportunity um, gender ass beating. But um, there, Rot made sure Rot apologized. Rot can't remember what we were doing. Is it just here. me, or is the token for the monkey holding a tiny Rot head? No, it's, I see it too. It's holding a tiny Rot head. When did that happen? Um, monkey, a long, long time ago. Come back here. Give that back. Rot need that. <laughs> I love that. I just noticed it. It's really funny. I'm, I'll have to mention it to Jordan next time we see him too. Stupid, do that. stupid monkey took phylactery. Did you do that or did Jordan do it, Carrie? I did it. Tina, Ront is sorry about your brother. Ront hope um, stupid Z-Man not hurt him. Yes, I hope your brother is well. A little harder to kill than that, so it's a matter of whether or not he can come back or. Don't worry, Rot can tell you you can come back from anything. Well, we know, but I need him to come back. If summoned again, someone has to help. Don't worry, Rot will help. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Rot, not sure what Ron would have to do, but Rot would figure that out when the time comes, or he would ask Wesson. Yeah. Wesson, Rot, not understand the principles of thaumaturgy. I don't understand very much about teleporting, but I'm sure that's what he did to get here. Yeah. It's complicated. Let's just, let's just leave it. It's complicated. I mean, there are lots of kinds of teleporting, and that's about the extent of what I know. Um, at this point, she's going to to move my token here. Um, come over. Oh, come on, thing. Uh, I'm, if it'll let me move, um, I'm trying to to move over by Kina. There we go. And Ada and I and Navika is going to take a look at Ada. How is she doing? She's a little freaked out at the moment, and she's thumbing through multiple journals of Scarens, looking at the entries. And this, after she finishes reviewing, she just tosses it aside. Does she seem okay physically? Physically, yes. Uh, from what you can, you don't even have to roll a medicine check. You can tell that her, she's not breathing heavy she's not pale she's a little flushed but 
flustered fl uh, flush. You can tell that she's not in duress physically, like she can't breathe or she, you know, is having an uh, anxiety attack or a panic attack or anything. She's just fr frustrated and flustered about something as she's looking through the journals. We can probably answer some of the questions you surely have, Adam. I Navica, you got to remember, they don't realize it's been three years in the last nine months. And all of Scarin's documents are very hit and miss based on the journal I looked at earlier. What we need, what she's looking for may not be written down. I mean, she just doesn't understand what's happening at all, but perhaps I can help explain. I I don't understand this at all. According to this, we sent we sent a request to the capital to the king for more ships and for more marines 6 months ago. But that can't be. You just told us of of the lizard queen's intent uh what 4 days ago? The king well, first of all, messages sent outside of this region especially trying to send messages to the king have been entirely unsuccessful for a long time we don't know why personally i think the the man that you saw the shadow man i think he and his people are stopping him stopping messengers stopping people from getting out of this area i don't know why why he wants to confine us here but we cannot send messages out. Kina's brother coming here from wherever he came from was actually quite quite strange and, and interesting and perhaps useful to know that it is possible. Another important thing too, you saw that this was six months ago. Time, time is being manipulated against us often and we are losing time our memories are being played with, manipulated by this horrible man. He is tricking us. He is changing our memories. And frankly, though you have been freed for now, it is entirely possible that you will forget things again, that, that this will affect you again. Hopefully, this dispel will be, will be permanent. I, I, I really hope that it will be, but uh, you may find again that that you have lost time and f for now while you have your full faculties you should do your best to take extra notes of what happened so that later you can read them again it is it is it has been a horrible time and trying to explain this and and she gestures to the other council members to those who are still under the enchantments is never effective As you're saying this, you can see that a couple of dots are being connected in her mind. But for the rest of the council, they're looking at you and looking at her. And, like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, I'm out of dispels. And if I could, I, I'm, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, and Jolly has backed up into the corner to lean against the two walls and is looking at whoever's talking. Uh, or trying to look at whoever's talking and trying very hard to pretend that she can still see. So, Jolly, the question is, do I know that you've lost your sight? Yeah. Jolly, are you okay? I just rolled a 20. Yeah, Keena's watching. 
I can't do anything about it. Fuck. I, I, I was picking my lay on hands thing, and I can cure diseases or neutralize poisons, but I can't cure conditions. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a deception check here for Jolly. I rolled uh, natural twenty, bitch. I know you're blinded. You know you know I'm blinded. Yeah. Uh, and there should be some like bonus people get for knowing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I scored a twenty-one on. Oh wait a minute, that wasn't supposed to be intimidation. But I, can't, <laughs> I can't cast Jolly. lesser restoration. I used my my. I used my other second level spell slot to misty step no. to get that that priestess. No, I I don't think I'm going to be able to see until tomorrow. I'm out of spell slots that I could try to use to help myself as well. I believe. Uh, what do I still have? The same. And, then, and, and I'm not going to do it here if I can help it, even if I can do something. Let's see, I've got... Oh, I, I could try to lesser restoration myself, but I don't know if I want to try and do that in this room or if I want to wait until it's more private. Maybe wait. Yeah. Anyway, so Navika is like looking over at um, Jolly with concern because she knows what's happening, but she doesn't go over there right now because she can't fix Jolly personally but she she's like racking her brain anyway i, I was um, i was curious though how good my pretending was it probably takes in most people who don't know me i, I was gonna say what what ends up happening is navica you're watching or you look over jolly and you realize that her eyes are a little it's almost like she's got a lazy eye developing all of a sudden they're not really focusing so much at someone is more in the general vicinity of it, and they're mm -hmm. definitely not aligned in the same way. Kina, uh, you know, you've seen the bird do this before, and when she shifts forms, sometimes some features kind of bleed through. Like you've seen it before, where she's walking around as the starry archer, then all of a sudden a feather pops out of her, or the side of her neck, and then another feather, and then another, and then pretty soon, poof, bird. And maybe she's shifting back. Hmm. To, to Ada, Navika continues and says, There is for certain one other person in Saltmarsh who knows the truth of what is happening, and that is the priestess, Angela. She has helped us extensively, as well as her sister, Dagmar. I'm not certain if Dagmar knows as much as Angela does about the truth. You're forgetting one, Navika. Whoever the member of the High Guard who has turned treasonous is also knows the truth. Perhaps. I don't think there's any perhaps about it. For him to have made me, we have a leak. A very serious one. Eliander, you have a mole. Tina, I think that's going to be a problem constantly. I mean, think about it. All he, all he has to do is enchant someone. I know. And they believe what, right. he, they want, what he wants them to believe. There will be spy always. Yes. Always. And I'm used to that fact, but for this one to have brought Cameron to us, it's someone who has a very close link to the inside. How did Cameron know to come? Why did he appear that way? There is a treasonous member of the High Guard. There was. Well, at least according to the writ, there is a name on there. Um, I'm not going to put the name on there because it's inconsequential. However, it was a writ of execution. It, 
The traitor yeah, is going to be executed. That he found the traitor and, and killed them already. But that doesn't mean that's the only traitor. It's just the one he found. There's always going to be more. I mean, there are always going to be more traitors. Every time we find the mole, every time we find the mole, he's just going to enchant a new mole. Mm-hmm. My we point is that we have a canary trap situation. We there didn't get to talk to your brother long enough to know how and why he got here. Yeah. Yes, really? but according to pre-established protocols, there are extraordinarily few number of people that know my true identity and requirements and job here. And for one of them to have been enchanted puts us all in significant danger. If, as long as Zuviel knows the truth, then any of his moles could know the truth. We were hoping he would not discover it for quite a while. I don't think that you have that luxury anymore. No. I would agree with you. I don't think we do. I mean, to be fair, I don't think we know the truth either. That doesn't mean that I don't uh, still trust and respect you. Everyone has their own private secrets. But um, I, I think that he probably knows. Yeah, the question is how much does he know? Anyway, Ada, you need to write everything down. You have to live by the maxim. If you don't write it down, it never happened. Uh, I, I will. Rod I, I will, definitely. Rod suddenly draws himself up to his full height and points at Eliander. There! What? Rod reaches for one El of his weapons. Eliander kind of stiffens up and leans back a little bit and looks to his left and his right. What is wrong, Rod? I, I, I see no enemy. You said there was a mole. Rot, find that not there before. He points at Eliander's face. Eliander crosses his eyes and looks down. <laughs> and then he starts patting his face. Like, what? what are you talking about? There's more than one kind of mole. You know, there's like the animal mole that digs in the ground, right? Uh huh. And there's that, not, that not on his face, though. That would be funny. The, okay, so that's one kind of mole. And then the kind of mole on his face is the second kind of mole. And then there's a third kind. A third kind is, is a mole is also a traitor. But face, oh. the mole on your face does not mean traitor. Those are oh. separate. Separate moles. Oh. Okay, Rod, trust you. Thank you. Yes, please trust us on this one, Rod. Oh, okay. So there, so there is traitor? Where are they? Rod, find them. I only rolled a seven to decide if, to, if, if I noticed whether or not he had a mole before. No clue. So <laughs> uh, she has no idea that Weston was responsible for that. Navika and Kina do see a couple of beads of sweat roll off of Eliander's face. He was nervous for a minute there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody with their right mind wants to be attacked by Rot, who is suddenly angry. No, not at all. Haha, <laughs> right mind. Rot not have that either. This is most disturbing, but I'm going to go through. Scarin, I'm taking your journals. I need to go through these and start writing down some of these inconsistencies. 
And Scaron looks at her like, I... And he silently hands them over. Eliander looks a little concerned. And Galen is sitting like, I... You know, we've had a long day and um, with the presence of whatever that was earlier, perhaps it might be a good time to retire for the evening and see if we can get a fresh start in the morning. Do anything to help or answer any questions you might have, Ada. Please let us know. We are enemies of that man. As he is the enemy of all of Saltmarsh. Rot, hope he bring back more of his stupid flunkies. Rot takes out his skull mug and slams it on the table in front of him. Rot need more. I mean, I have personal issues with Sahagin as well. But, uh... That guy. He... he well... Actually, not very long ago, he personally came and tried to kill all of us. So, we are not fans. She looks at you with a dour expression, like, hmm. Well, please be careful. We will. Ah, Rod, always careful. If it were not for, for the assistance of good friends, um, we might not have made it. So, mm, please keep our, our friendship in mind if you should need it. She grasps your hand and gives you the uh, the Viking shake, you know, with the wrist grabbing. <laughs> Navika gives it back, like, very sincerely. And you hadn't seen this in a little bit, but you see her resolve return a bit and a little bit more of her forwardness. We are willing to fight. Hopefully. We're counting on it. It will be enough. Can Rot present motion to council? Sure. Motion to adjourn? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds good. Eliander stands up and he walks over. And he clasps, or you know, he um, claps Rot on the shoulder. You know, you're pretty smart. Oh, that lie. <laughs> he chuckles. Sometimes he knows the right thing to say at the right time, though. Rot dumb, but rot stubborn. <laughs> we go now, though, okay? Can you please put meeting room back in proper planar alignment? Oh, yeah, that, that was not clear in the... Um, summary, Cody, the the room that we're in, when we came into the room, it actually shifted into its own little demi-plane. Well, like, funny enough. So the appearance was all the more disturbing. Zuvio uh-huh. had to use plane shift or something similar to get to us. And, and so did her brother, but Navika doesn't know enough about demi-planes to really grasp that. She just assumed it was some kind of teleporting. Um, but Wesson maybe does. And we, like, literally moved to a demiplane for, for, like, privacy and safety, and that's where we've been this whole time. Yeah. So, funny enough, when Ron says that, you hear a bird smack against the glass window. <laughs> and you see the sunlight through the windows. And if you look over at the door, 
the, the sigils are no longer glowing. When did that happen? We don't know. Okay. Um, we take um, rest now, but then we help you, okay? When, or when that happens, Anders and Scarin both exchange glances at each other, and then Scarin starts scribbling something furiously in his notebook. It, Kina, from your vantage point, you can easily see what it is. It mm -hmm. says, uh, the note that's written on there is, pay extra, get enhanced runes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We will be ready, we'll be ready to fight in the morning. We'll see you all then. Hi, nice dwarf lady. Thank you for magic paper. Of course. I, I, the only thing I ask of you, lad, is please, please don't damage the equipment. Ha 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 ha. only break things that need broken. And chair. I don't think that's going to make her feel any better. <laughs> Rod, Rod, not Rod's job to make people feel better. Rod's job is to make people feel unconscious. Carrie, does this window open? It does not. Damn. Okay. Earlier today, he actually picked up a shark and used it to hit someone. Yeah. If, the if, the window, if the window opened, Rot was just going to open the window and climb out that way, but instead... Long sword shark. Long sword shark. Long sword shark. That needs to be included in the song. That also wasn't officially in the summary, but uh, Rot did uh, use a shark as a as a weapon. He literally okay. picked up a shark and used it to beat a Sahagin. It was great. He mentioned it to me. Interesting. Oh, Good, good. Because it was funny enough that it should be shared. On Weston, we need to have beer. Can't so, argue with that. I think we're going to head out of the door. Dagmar Hi. is wanting us to stop by, by the way. Okay, well, then I guess we'll be doing that all the way back to the end. I'm going to uh, attempt a perception check. What I want is to catch Navika as she goes to the door so I can loop my arm through hers and let and uh I think Navika would be trying to do that anyway because she knows the truth about what's going on. Yeah, if you figured it out. I'm hiding it pretty well, but uh you definitely noticed. Yep. So Navika as we head out, she walks over to Jolly and loops her arm through Jolly's and like it's just a friendly gesture and then walks out with her. Like we're just being buds. Gals being pals. Gals mm. being pals. They heading to Dagmar's. Yeah, Once we get outside, I am going to attempt to lesser restoration myself. I don't I doubt it will help, but I do have a second level spell slot and I am going to try. So it does restore your sight enough to where you can at least see to maneuver around. Fine details are not the greatest, but you're no longer, you know, you're no longer in danger of running into anything. I'm missing Akina. So basically, she, she now has my vision. Yep. Without oh, glasses. I assure you, a lot of a lot of people miss Kina to their peril. Hmm. True. Very true. Find yourself outside the Dagmars. Oh, knock if it's closed. It is not closed. Good evening or afternoon or morning. 
Mm. Mm. Oh, you're back. Oh, hello, Axe. You, yes, you called? Madam? Mm, I did. Greetings. What did you find in the swamp? Uh, a bunch of Sahagin doing a ritual um, with the remains of a lich phylactery. We've also uh, disabled the... Well, uh, well, I was not present, but uh, I mysteriously dis disappeared and they disabled the portal. You were, un you were unconscious. You were temporarily unconscious. You got <laughs> oh, Cody, that was pretty smooth. I, got <laughs> I, I mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> we destroyed the remains of all that remained of the phylactery and all of the Sahagin that were there. And we did successfully disable the portal as well by destroying the the or damaging the runes on the sluice gate that led to the whirlpool. Mm. So they can no longer invade the swamp from the depths of their city so easily. She looks a little grim. Mm. It seems Was that are... not enough? Or did we do did we do wrong by disabling it? Oh no 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 no! That was a good thing that you did, because had you not of, I think they would have gone back. Gone back where? We suspected they were just coming back to the temple over and over if we couldn't could figure out that portal. She nods her head. Even with destroying the remains of the lich's phylactery, there is still an altar there. There are statues that were corrupted. They are just damaged, yes, but they still bear, bear energy. I do not have the power to truly hallow that site and cleanse it. It needs to be done, but I cannot do it. Not yet. Not alone. Hmm. If I live long enough to have the power, I will purify it and keep, keep it safe. But for now, we must just return often enough to cleanse it and keep horrible monsters away. And then Carrie gets to reuse the map. Dun dun dun. Well, maybe. <laughs> Convenient. Oh, that reminds me. I got a shipment of something. She goes in, or she goes into her room. And she comes back out, and she's carrying... It looks like a crossbow, but it has a reel of chain attached to it. And it doesn't exactly have the, the, the cross arm that you would expect from a crossbow. It looks sort of like a rifle with uh, almost like a harpoon jammed in it, and then a length of chain, and then several large brass cylinders attached to it. Are these for grappling? Is it like a spear for, gun? Are these for boarding? Boarding enemy ship? I was told, when, or at least according to the note that was included with them, that these should help you with the upcoming assault on the Sah Sahaugan Temple. Uh, according to the instructions, you're supposed to point it at the thing you want fire, and it will bring it to you. It's like a spear gun with a fishing rod attached. Like it's she more shrugs like her head like, I've never seen anything like this before. It looks almost like something that could be used to board an enemy ship. It can. It can also be used to immobilize it from moving forward, or at least you can drag it with you if you get it lodged in the ship correctly. Roll me an investigation. 
Athena walks over and starts poking at it. Please investigate. Oh, not, not, in, not intimidation, investigation. <laughs> well, you intimidated the fuck out of the... You did, old lady. Maybe Dag- uh, like Dagmar is a little bit intimidated by your your excitement yeah. about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sharp and pointy. Goes bang. So All you right. look at this. The chain is definitely not going to be thick enough to... If you lodge it into a ship and tried to anchor it, the chain mm-hmm. would likely snap. But mm-hmm. it's pretty sturdy chain. And it look, or when you look at it a little bit closer, you think... Actually, Wesson, you go ahead and roll one, too. Okay, so here's what I was imagining. This is Mortal you... Kombat. Get over here. Oh. I was imagining yep. you were using it for boarding. Not to, because it wouldn't be strong enough to pull the enemy ship over, but it would lodge itself in the ship, and then you would, like, slide across the chain. You support you. Would you also use it for that. Yeah, that's what I was imagining it was for, but you can tell me what it's meant for, uh, or tell us with Wesson's roll. You are correct with both of those. Wesson, when you look at this, you've seen something similar to this, just not in handheld form. Usually this is attached to a ballista attached to a ship. And in fact, you have seen large forms of this (laughs) on a ship that attacked you. Uh, You've seen something like this used before to uh, literally fish large animals out of the water and up onto the deck of a ship. A couple of the ships that you served on, they use this to pull um, larger octopi or sahagan or sharks onto the deck of a ship so that the marines could get at them without having to go into the water. Neat. But it's interesting that they're in handheld form. Yeah, it is. Hi. Yes, Ron? Ron's brought you something. Uh, Ron Ron hands her a tiny handful of the magical rock powder from the caverns. You mean the anthracite crystals? Yes, Ron got one. Arcanite. Arcanite. Anthracite. (laughs) Ron got this for you. Uh, Oh, um, thank you. Uh, the Rot's friends that know more than Rot say you put this up your nose and it makes magic happen. Uh, it, 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 magic happen? Did Rot stutter? She looks, at the, she looks at the crystals rather uh, dubiously. They're Arcanite, Dagmar. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. She looks you. at the crystals and she walks over to her table. Not that uh, direction. Roll okay, roll 20 is being dumb. Hang on one sec. Shower, you need to wash your hair. You need a bath. I have shower. I, for whatever reason, I can't seem to move the token. But she goes over to her table and gets out an eye, a spyglass and starts looking at the crystal more. Um, it's right there. She's looking at tiny, tiny things that you cannot normally see with just your eyes.
Hmm. It's it's a rather interesting crystalline structure. It looks like it's rather delicate. It is. You can grind them down and apparently chew them up and eat them. Right, Kel? So you say that, and... And... Drop the other shoe. Boop. Kel pops out of your bag. Oh. Yes, my lady. Can you better explain to Dagmar what the Arcanite can do? Oh, of course. And Kel floats over. She's also probably going to be interested in meeting Kel, to be fair. (laughs) Yes, very interested. And he floats over in front of her, and it's almost, the best example I can give is C-3PO explaining what this is and how it works and where it came from, its crystalline structure. And Dagmar is listening to him, and then at one point she just inhales a little bit, goes, (gasps) the flame extinguishes from Kel, and he just drops on the desk. And then after a couple of seconds, it flickers back up and he blinks and like, oh, how rude. And comes floating back over to Kina. Yeah. It restores magic. That's all you had to say. Freaking Balnorns. Well, he is special. I will give you that deck. (laughs) Just like Rod. Yes. Haven't met one yet that didn't like to talk. Hmm. Well, you know, it's not like they can do anything else anymore. At least, at least with the Balnorns, they're not as easy to look at as your bard friend. Where is the eye candy, anyways? Is our what? Bard Bard friend. friend. Our eye candy. Ah. He did he did something so awesome that it knocked him into a parallel dimension and he's making his way back. He's asleep. Just because you're jealous of his uh, shoulders and uh, his ability to talk nice to the girls, Dagmar, doesn't mean you have to be a hater. Just saying. She walks back over and then she uh, opens Ron's hand and puts the crystals back in. I have a feeling you're going to need these more than me. Oh, that reminds me. If you want to take a look at the letter. And she hands over a... a a, a really crumpled uh, scroll. Or excuse me, crumpled piece of parchment over to Kina. Okay. That's what was included with those things. And she hands Uh, one of them, or the other one, to Ron. uh, Okay. All right. What What does the letter say? I, I gotta remember what the I am Tim, what was the name of your uh hunter from Curse of Strahd? Constantine Belmont. Constantine. Okay. Also Thank you. otherwise known as Vampire Killer Extraordinaire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the parchment reeks of booze. And in oh. a haphazard handwriting, it just says point, pull trigger, pull it to you, kill it. And the initials CB. Who the hell is CB? And why is this thing reek of booze? She reads the letter out loud. Who is this joker? I have no idea. But if they're trying to help us. 
Wait a minute. Why does this say "Dear Ront"? As long as it's not magical, because if it were magical and a stranger was giving it to us that we didn't know, I would be afraid it were cursed. But as long as it's not magical, I don't see why we couldn't use it and hope that they are a friend. Mm-hmm. Ron, who's CB and why does he reek of booze like this? It smells like he dunked the paper in a fucking bottle of whiskey. <laughs> oh, but Ron like uh, style. Yeah, Ron, he definitely has style. Point, pull Which, trigger, pull to me, and then kill it. That's a. Uh, it was written for Ron to understand. Duh. Yes, Ron's. That is very it's simple. Ron's, uh, um, that it is simple enough for Ron's. Dagmar walks over and says, mm, uh, Did you say something about curse? We should give Dagmar all of those cursed stones we got from the. From the Devil's Demons Workshop? Oh, yeah. yeah. We cleared out um, Slim's. Turns out Slim, turns out Slim was like a fiendish clown, and all of his goblins were actually deep little demon clowns. Uh, and we found all kinds of weird cursed things in his place. Um, Jordan's not here, so I can't... Uh, guarantee that he would actually give her the gem that was cursed, but probably he would. At the very least, I think we can justify showing it to her, Carrie. Yeah, I would say definitely justify showing it. I don't want to claim her, that he would give it over without asking him. She would look at it and go, hmm. Well, it seems that in addition to providing the benefit that it gives, you also suffer from it. It's a kind of like a double-edged sword curse. Now, similar to that lucky coin that you have in your pocket there, Paladin. Say that again, Dagmar. The coin in her pocket. No, the part about it's a double-edged curse? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, according to this spell gem, it's supposed to make you... Uh, sorry, one sec. Oh, I don't have my notes up. Yeah, the it, it, it you know it's a gem full of necromancy energy, and it essentially makes you like the undead. You become uh, susceptible to fire and radiant damage. Oh, and uh, uh, you, she would, pro- or whoever has it, would probably set off her hate sense or evil sense or whatever it is she does. I see. Hmm. Probably not a risk we necessarily want to take, but it's good to know that how it actually works. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. As long as you don't have it in a socket, then it's just harmless. True. Very true. Dagmar? Mm, yes, Ron? Ron is about to go do very big battle to protect you and your shop. Don't you think it would be wise to let Ron borrow big axe? She narrows her eyes. You just are not going to give up on that hopeless cause, are you? Mm-hmm. 
will Rot not know how to give up? He's going to keep asking until he has the money to buy it, or you give it to him. I even made a persuasion check. Yeah, 14 is not going to do it. No, it won't. Not at all. But he is asking politely. Let's give him that. He is asking nicely. That was a pretty good uh, convincing uh, argument, actually. I, I do think, Dagmar, that it might be worth allowing him to borrow it for 48 hours. Might be in everyone's best interest. After all, Ront is such a special character that such a special weapon should have a revered place in the freeing of Saltmarsh. Plus, imagine how much fun it would be to watch him uh, kill things with it through the little doohickey that uh, Weston's wearing. Yes, yes. You will have a great bird's eye view. She chuckles a little bit and pats you on, or Keena on the head. No. Business <laughs> is business. <laughs> of course I'll try. give you one for that after uh, Dagmar. I know we keep asking. It's still like, it's like 27,000. It's going to be like, we do not have the money. Perhaps we can do a rent to own. <laughs> yes. Yeah, could we do like a payment plan? Can Rod yeah. put it on layaway? <laughs> Can I have a soul as a down payment? Um, uh, if we had a soul to give you, we would, but none of us have ours. Give away oh, oh, we don't do that. How many? How many? How many pieces of gold would that be? How many platinum? Uh, two thousand seven hundred platinum. Ah, well, shit. We ain't got that shit. No. Okay, but Ron's always going to ax about it. <laughs> oh. So about that coin that you have, Paladin, are you wanting to get rid of it? Uh, the air quotes lucky coin or the holy symbol? Because no, the, the holy symbol that you picked up. You picked up in the sewers that made the guy feel think he was trapped down there. I I will show it to you. Sure, I, I don't really know what it does, but here. Also, um, I have this, and she holds up this silver holy symbol of Tiamat. I'm pretty sure that it has caused me some problems before. Hmm. Oh, that that's just a harmless chunk of metal. But that, and she points at the coin. Here, try and toss it over to me. She tries to toss it over. You flick the coin over, and it disappears in mid-flight and is back in your hand. Mm. Can you never get rid of it? Not unless I do this. And she snaps her fingers, and you feel some magic wash over you, and then the coin just falls out of your hand onto the ground. What, what does it do? What is it for other than never going away? Have you noticed yourself being a little less or less resolved or having a little less resolved against things? Not especially, but I'm very stubborn. Ah. Perhaps it take longer to affect me than many other people. Did it give her a uh, negative on her saving throws? layman's terms it was the coin of cowardice 
This curse, or this coin is cursed. Picking up extends the curse to you. While cursed, you have disadvantage on saving throws you make against being frightened or intimidated. Moreover, once frightened by a spell or effect, you automatically fail any saving throw to end the condition early. She just hasn't had to roll any saves against fear. Because you've been passing them. Even though you had disadvantage. Interesting. Oh, yeah, so we can can we I burn that really high now? You get well, I think that, that what Navika said was accurate. She's just harder to yep. affect with this than other people because she has such high saves because of the yep. And Dagmar just nonchalantly walks over. I definitely do not want to keep it if it is affecting me in that way. Thank you. I appreciate that. She nonchalantly walks over, picks it up, walks over here, tosses it into or holds it up over the little cauldron here and you watch as a little blue tentacle reaches up grabs it and then pulls it down below the surface ah, i hope whatever quiz in the there, axe over there, there. he's just yeah. drooling on it i think drooling or looking one or the other but he needs einstein to was getting hungry anyways what is an einstein one of the it's, tentacles reaches up and then waves. Oh, it's it's relative. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was that thing, but I don't know what that means. Seems like a funny name. I like it. He's cute. Hi, Einstein. She waves. Hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad I could give you a snack. I do like the idea of a contained pet like that. The liquid just kind of bubbles in here. I think it would be hard uh, for us, harder than for Dagmar, if we had a pet that we had to feed like little cursed magic items to. Although I guess we kind of have collected enough of those so far that we maybe could do that. Yeah. Did you need anything else from us, Dagmar? No, I just want to know what it was that you found and I was at her. Are tasked with delivering that to you, so I've done my part. Did you see what happened to us when we visited the council just a little bit ago? No. The amulet, your friend has the cover shut. When... Well, they have new protections on the council chamber that actually sort of teleport it somewhere to, to protect you when you're the doors are closed with more runes and stuff. Very interesting. But while we were there, uh, Jolly dispelled some of that enchantment magic on the mind of the council, the lead councilwoman, Ada. And she, her memories came back of many, many things and she, you know, was very upset. But uh, because of this manipulation of this enchantment, uh, the mist, um, mist lord fellow uh, sensed um, what was going on and came himself and discovered that we were still alive and threatened us and so on. Did he happen to say anything else? I don't remember exactly what he said, Gary, because it was a week ago and I've slept since then. <laughs> he, he accused the sisters of helping us. So we should probably warn them. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did accuse you and Angela of helping us, saying that it must have been you or else we could not have survived. 
which may mean problems for you and you deserve to know that. And we know that Angela has taken And, and it was your help, Angela's help that helped us to survive. It, it, can you tell, can you warn her for us as well? Or should we go ourselves? Dagmar reaches into her pocket and she pulls out, it looks like, at first glance, it looks like a little white dove. Roll me a perception. Anyone is free to participate. Yeah, fuck. Ooh, pretty bird. I rolled a 19, which is 20 something. Um, 20. Apparently, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks right now. 22. Wesson or Jolly? Way under 22. Okay. Cody or Tim? Oof, 10. So. It it's a pretty white bird. Navica, you notice that there are several other pairs of eyes on this pigeon. So it's definitely a creepy aberration bird. Yep. Okay. And she whispers something to it, and then the pigeon takes flight and flies out the door. Is this this a message to your sister? And she nods her head. Okay. It's she my version of his pet. And she points over a Wesson. Ah, you're familiar. Okay. Well, we need... She needs to know that he is angry with her. <sighs> that would explain why I feel so tired. Is he attacking you with magic somehow? It's, it's a little more complicated than that. Okay. And she I just points over at the stained glass window. Can he not come through your windows? A quick oh, refresher. There, there are pictures in them, but if I remember correctly, my character wasn't able to figure out what they meant the last time she looked. But with the pointing, I suppose she could go over there and give it a try again. Mm -hmm. I think I figured out what it was, what the pictures were. Yep. But I don't remember. So this particular one is the one that showed... A man with a red, uh, or with a red bandana on and a large cloak, standing up at the top, and below him were three women holding their hands up. One was in uh, colored green glass, one was in colored brown glass, and one was in an aqua-ish colored glass. And there were storm clouds above the man with lightning, but uh, there was essentially. If you've ever seen some of the Jewish, or not Jewish, but some of the Christianity paintings and whatnot, the God rays going from the man down to the women. Now with more more context, it sounds like they got their power from Zuviel originally. But they're rebelling against him. No. That's what, Dag it, that's, what that, that's the vibe that that window gives me now. Dagmar, did you originally get along with this? She shushes you really quick. It doesn't let you continue. We don't talk in detail a lot about him for, for safety reasons, so if you you just want us to look and make our own connections, we can do that. And she taps the side of her nose. Mm. Right. What's the other window again? 
The other window was of a pirate ship with the, uh, what appears to be a man with a red bandana standing at the ship. As it's heading toward, or it's a black ship heading towards a coastal town and the town is on fire. I don't know if that's Salt Marsh or like the place that he he came from that was destroyed by um, Strahd that our characters definitely don't know about, but I do from our last campaign. Yeah. Dagmar, is this Salt Marsh that this boat in this window is going towards? Her eyes glaze over. I don't know if that's a yes or no. Because she's not allowed to talk about it, I think. We should yeah. probably not ask too many questions. Mm-hmm. I agree. Dagmar, how long have you had Einstein as your pet? Oh. I've had him for a while. He makes good reagents. And as she walks over, she pulls out a pair of iron shears, and you see one of the tentacles lift up, and she snips it off. Mm-hmm. Does he regrow those? Does it does it not hurt him? Uh, it probably does hurt him, but he's weird. He seems to like it. I suppose so there are bubbles come from the water. I suppose there are people into things like that. Even you know, humanoids—they like to be hurt. And there were the people over at the temple that like to be bitten by the vampire. From what I understand, he's some kind of, uh, I think your people call them starfish. Hmm. But he's like a magic eating starfish. She just rubs her head. I'm really not sure. He just kind of appeared one day. It's, I mean, he seems aware. He was waving at me. Very, it's very, I don't know. That's cool. It, well, the ocean is full of all kinds of weird interesting powerful beings so you know if uh one of the powers that be wanted to send you a little friend then you can't complain uh, my there are you know not just powerful gods but interesting and weird entities beneath the sea and she takes the tentacle over to her desk and lays it on the tray and starts chopping it up into small pieces. And you watch is while it's wriggling at first, and it's definitely wet and squishy and fleshy, but after she's chopped it up and puts it in a mortar and pestle, it looks like it's starting to dry out and turn into a powder. Weird. And then she pours the powder into a little vial. Is this useful for your spellcasting? It's something that both he and I can take advantage of. And she points over at Wesson. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Very well. What is this? Maybe Wesson would be interested. I just typed a message to you, Wesson. Ah. Actually, you know what? Two of you have a high enough perception to be able to connect those, connect the dots. 
The color of the powder is the same color as the ink vials on the desk that you've seen Wesson standing at and copying spells into a spell book. Ink. So maybe you mix it with water and it is the same kind of magical ink that you need to uh, inscribe spells and scrolls and stuff. That, that, that tracks. I mean, like, Navika is not an expert on arcane energy and magical stuff, but she can put colors together and she knows how you mix ink, you know? Navika is not colorblind? Correct. Rot doesn't know how to write, so he surely has no idea what the fuck it's for. He's too busy looking at his new shooty harpoon gun. Am I correct, Tim? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was there was just one of those guns? Two. Two. Okay. Yeah, I have one, one in, in one her hand for, for Ront. I think Kina's holding the other. Do you want to keep that, Kina, or are we giving it some? I don't no, care. No, 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 this is mine now. Mine now. Okay. <laughs> mine. Mine. I just mine. wanted to know if we only had one. I assumed Ront had it, but if we have more than one, I wanted to know where it was. Mm. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. I too. All right. Dagmar is continuing to putter around in her shop a little bit, but she's kind of side-eyeing you a little bit. I think we're done. We don't have anything to buy or anything right now. Don't have new money or anything. Well, you did get 2,000 gold. <clears throat> Who's adding that to their pile? Monica, are you adding that to your pile? Um, I'll, yeah, I'll put it in my inventory. I didn't. I forgot that that the council gave us that. Do we want to show Dagmar those crystals from the machine? Because we haven't actually been here since we took all of those either. Out of the, the big machine, the, the mechanical fluffy. Up to you. I think we should show her those and see what she thinks of them. Are you going to do it? I think yeah. so. If everybody else, or enough other people say it's fine. I think Wesson has them, though. So I don't think I grabbed those. I thought I. Okay. Well, Andrew um, had them, which is why I hadn't brought them up because he's Andrew that has them. But I mean, again, uh, we don't have to give them to her, but we can show them to her and ask her what she thinks, just like with the uh, gym that. Uh, um, Jin has. She's so gonna, I, I would I would like to show them to her. Okay. She's gonna look at them and like, oh. Where did you say you found these? There was a large mechanical monstrosity in the sewers below the city. And uh, these things seemed to be powering the the construct creature. And we have 
three bunches of the three different colors necromancy abjuration enchantment um and i've got like notes about what they were for as well and how many of them we have also we collected as many as we could from its remains in case they were useful or just also to keep them out of the hands of whatever made it we, we don't know there there were it was evidence that uh the materials being used in making it came from something like slim's but uh, slim claimed to have nothing to do with it or or to think that that was before his time uh no way to know for sure if that was true since he was a fiendish clown could have been lying um but that ultimately we don't know for certain who built this machine but they used those things to power it hmm uh, it's definitely some strong magic in these. Don't think I've ever seen anything like this. The black ones we know are dangerous to actually touch with the hand. The others seem safe to handle, uh, less less dangerous. But we do not know how we would harness their power. We but we do not want them in the hands of you know enemies. That's definitely a wise move. Would you mind leaving one of these here for me to study? I can leave her one of each color easily. I, I think we could... I mean, I don't think Josh is going to object to leaving her one of each to look at um, with the idea that, you know, we would come back and chat with her about how they work and um, then maybe decide what to do with all of them. Anybody else agrees with me? But I think that's fine. I think it'll be okay. That sounds fair enough. And yes, yeah, we will leave you one of each to study, and hopefully you can tell us more about how they work, and maybe between um, between you and us, we can figure out some way to harness their power for good, instead of for destroying Saltmarsh. And she nods in agreement. Thank you for your help. Uh, I hope you are able to stay safe with the situation as it is. And thanks for the new pointy toys. Yes. Of course. And uh, I don't know if you know how to get a message to this uh, stranger who sent it to us, but uh, if you do, tell them thank you. I will. I'll convey your... <laughs> um, yeah, words. Thanks. All right, uh, good night then. And she yawns. Coincidentally enough, you've never seen her yawn. No, she is tired. All right, I've so I think we're headed to the Briny Maiden. Dagmar, can we have the Briny Maiden send you dinner? Oh, I, I have plenty to eat here. And okay. she uh, reaches at her desk. She reaches underneath pulls open a drawer, and then she reaches down into the drawer. You're not quite certain, but you think she's reaching further into the drawer than should be possible, and she pulls out a small cage with a couple of rats, and she grabs one, tosses it in the air, and for a split second, you see the what the, or the person you know is Dagmar 
turn into a brown hag, and the rat disappears. She just, like, detaches her jaw, swallows it whole, and that's it, right? Pretty much. Navika just stares with wide, horrified eyes for a moment, and then says, well, good night, then, and walks out. <laughs> Should like, you I'm need to pretend I didn't see that, and go back to pretending that you're a nice old lady, or, well, a funny and sometimes nice old lady. Yeah, she's been fairly on the up and up with you as of late. Yeah. She's not. She's not nice in the in the friendly sense, is what I mean. Like you know, not cuddly, kind old lady. Right. Yeah, she's not nice in the good sense. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's not nice in the like, on our side sense. As and she, she's helpful and not like yeah. But but the, when I imagine air quotes nice old lady, I imagine you know sweet, friendly, good, and that's mm-hmm. not exactly Dagmar. Do. <laughs> So, nice to us, old lady. You find yourselves heading back towards the Briny Maiden, and it's it's starting to get evening. It's getting... It's not late yet, but it it's a good five, six o'clock in the evening. It's time for us to... I think we need to go get some good rest, given that we're walking into a rather eventful anticipated 48 hours i think everyone could use a good hot meal and a long rest i think we docked our ship here uh, when we came back though so navica will run out the docks to um down the docks to tell uh anchor and um (coughs) to move over to the main harbor so that they can be because uh Iliander said they wanted to he wanted to fit the ship with more guts. But actually when you say that when you get there, the ship is not there at the dock. And instead the two guards are standing there and they have a, a note or excuse me a piece of parchment in their hand which they hand over to you as soon as you walk up close to them. She, she takes it. What it's written it? in Ahmed's handwriting or with and it says um my friends, I please don't be alarmed. We got wind from Eliander that they wanted us to move the ship to the main dock to install a couple more cannons. We've moved the ship. I hope that's okay. And then underneath that, like you see him as he's or you see as he's trying to write okay, all of a sudden the handwriting gets really jerky and there's a couple of quick scratch marks. And then in Zeb's handwriting, it says, "Don't listen to him. He's being a bit stuffy." We will be back before the morning. Promise. And it's signed Zeb. Thank you for the notes, uh, gentlemen. And beneath that, there's a single cogwheel print. Mm. Anchor agreed, apparently. She will just give a little salute to the guards at the dock and then head inside. And they got I did remember we were supposed to move the ship, so I wanted to uh, confirm that. But uh, clearly the boys already took care of it, so. So, Rock, when you walk in, Nora is excited to see you, and she reaches down underneath the cat or the countertop, pulls out a large mug, and then fills it up and puts it in front of you. Oh, there's a bunch more patrons now. Lots Rod, of different faces. Uh, Rod takes the mug and he pours it into his special mug and then drinks. He likes she to just, drink out of the skull. She just shakes her head a little bit. And Billy. Comes walking up to you, Wesson. Um, excuse me, sir. What can I get you? 
Uh, some water and bacon, please. Oh, of course. Of course. And as he's about to walk away, you watch as Dolphus reaches over and gooses Billy on the butt. Which makes him jump. Dolphus? Dolphus, are you flirting with Billy? No, I just let... Er, <clears throat> I forgot. Sorry, wrong accent. Hang on one sec. It's funny. He blush. It amuses me. Elvis. I mean, if you want to flirt with Billy, you're more than welcome to. You two would make a cute couple after all, but if Billy says no, you'll need to stop. You understand that, right? It is not okay to touch people that way. He just kind of smirks at you. If they do not like it. Dolphus. Let's make this clear. If Billy says no, he means no, and you'll quit, or I'll flay your skin off you an inch at a time. It shouldn't be no. They should have a safe word instead. Deal? When you say that, Dolphus looks at you and he grins widely. Oh, Dolphus, you would like that. Don't threaten me with good time. <laughs> Alright, I think we found Unless another. promises. Clearly Behave we yourself. Don't chase off the help or Galen will be mad at us. And we won't have that. Clearly we have found another one of those people that is into weird uh, pain stuff. <laughs> walks up, he places the bacon and a crystal it's a crystal goblet full of water is normally clear but this has a very very slight tint of blue to it and he also has a large mug on his tray but he sits the ba- uh, the plate of bacon in the crystal goblet down in front of you here you are sir then he walks over and he walks right up to Dolphus grabs the mug holds it over Dolphus's head dumps it oops sorry sir i tripped and spilled your your ale let me get you another one before he walks away <laughs> they're clearly having a fun time okay all right all right Dolphus, do we need to address the the courting no asshole role with you or do you already have that noun right dex check from you kina I really feel like they're flirting. Yes, I do too. Dexterity? Yep, dexterity saving throw. 18. You nimbly leap out of the way as Dolphus does the dog shake and shakes all the ale off of him. <laughs> Dolphus. You're Dog? cleaning that. We need to get you a, a mop to clean yourself up. Yet. I am dry now. And his nah. fur kind of poofs up a little bit. Mm. And he starts smoothing it down. Mm-hmm. Navika just heads over to check on, on the kids and our resident lesbians. Mm. The kids are having an absolute ball with the toys. They keep playing with the jack-in-the-box and with or with the building block. Like, every time... You're watching as Daryl is putting the blocks together, and he puts... What looks like it's going to be mummy, and then it changes to C U N T, and he starts giggling profusely as Milana reaches over and smacks the blocks out of his hand. Navika just snickers a little bit. She thinks those are fucking funny. 
I am glad that you're having a good time with the toys, guys. She ruffles their hair. Thank you so much. These are the best. You're welcome. Oh, we Dan lost just someone. Walk over and check on Oceanus. We lost Cody. Oh, Cody. Yes. going to walk over and check on Oceanus. I'll go things. They are f- in Elvin. He responds back. They are fine, milady. Things have been mm. quiet at the end, minus the rambunctiousness of the werewolves. Eh, well, so my brother got to you too. Everyone else is behaving themselves. He raises an eyebrow slightly. Your brother? Never mind. Everyone else is behaving themselves, right? Uh, of course, milady. Okay. There's been an influx of new customers. I see. And it looks like Carrie got uh, tokens with some cool faces. Yeah, who's this one? And who's this one? And... Whole table full of people over here, and yeah. So that table is full of dwarves. Some of them are still grungy, and it's very obvious that they're miners. This booth over here as well. Mm-hmm. What about you so- see? The- couple of these faces from around town, but... Table is miners. What about the booth over here? It appears to be two men with two young ladies, and the little girls are eating quietly. Okay. And this guy here that I'm walking past? That's Dolphus. No, this is Dolphus. Hmm. He... uh, When you look at him, it appears to be not a a commoner is probably the right category, but his clothes clothing's a little bit nicer. He might be a businessman of some kind, or a crafter, craftsman, you know. Welcome back. But seems just like a person from around town, right? Yes. And yeah. these these two here. You've seen them before. This is the bubblegum girl. Who works at the front counter? Oh, from uh, the the um, council. From the town hall. Uh huh. Hmm. Does this seem like a romantic partner or like a family, like a brother or something? Well, a- the man is the man that you saw before, who was pull or you know taking the young couple back when they were talking about being there for a marriage license, he seems interested as heck to her. But she, not so much. She seems more interested in the food. Who are these two over here? We've seen them here before. Those tokens I recognize. Yes, they've been here quite a few times. And then the the orc here, I think, has also been here regularly. She wasn't there for a little while, but she's back now. Yeah, we've seen her, though, several times. Mm Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. the uh, the half orc who was living near the slums where Bellana was living before something happened. Mm. <sighs> right, right, right. Okay. Um, well, it's nice to see uh, the business doing well. Um, yeah. I think it with with that, Navigo probably just hop up to the bar over here and 
say, I'm, I'm ready for drinking some dinner, Galen. Uh, it's nice to see your business doing so well. Yes. Well, indeed. Word of your exploits has been getting out, and it seems it's attracting new customers. Well, that's great. Uh, unfortunately, a- Ander already went upstairs, or I would encourage him to tell stories for the new customers. But, I mean, I suppose I could give uh, a try, but it's not going to be nearly as good. It would be kind of disappointing. What can I get you for this evening? What's on the menu? Well, we have quite a selection. Uh, we have a few co- uh, pheasants that were brought to us earlier. We have a couple more uh, stags. We have something called cow. I'm, not, I'm really not sure what it is, but it's some kind of brown speckled animal. Uh, pretty large, though, about as large as him. And he points over at Rond. Then, of course, we have a couple of wild boar. That's a lot of meat. That's going to last you all week at least, even with this many customers. That's a great haul, honestly. Um, So, I've only ever had pheasant once, and frankly, I would love to try pheasant cooked by someone who is a better chef than the person that made it the last time I had it. So, let's go with some pheasant and... um, you know, whatever exciting thing we have to go along with it. Definitely. Galen, did you, what did you say you had again? Abigail, if you haven't had lamb, you must absolutely have that. He didn't mention lamb. Uh, he's oh. got, he's got venison and pheasant and boar, wild boar, and also something called a cow. Uh, I'm interested oh. in trying the cow at some point, but, but the pheasant calls to me tonight. Well, it depends on what you do with the venison because beef and because venison and noodles and like a big thick creamy sauce is absolutely mm-hmm. divine yeah venison i've had many times but the pheasant ah. i've only ever had once so i thought we should try it again and Have see you if you had chicken before uh-huh and fit it's it's similar but not the same yes yes, yes. Yeah. i will do your what are you doing with wild boar tonight galen Oh, well, actually, I think Nora has, has just served Verant, uh, one of the suckling pigs that um, were part of, her, part of the brood. But we're serving it with a maple baking glaze. Pork on pork. I love it. I will take a much smaller Verant-sized portion of the maple bacon glazed pork on pork. All right. Can I, can I taste that when you get it? Of course. Thanks. He goes back. If you want to taste my pheasants, you're welcome to. Oh, yes. Like and he's said before. It's, it's a bit... Come over here, Jollywood. Chicken or turkey is what I would call it, similar to. I'm also figure I'm sitting in front of a poultry. Because, 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 because Jolly's going to taste uh, pheasant for the first time. Think about it and then say, tastes like dinosaur. <laughs> so, he lays down the plate of pheasant in front of you, and it... It smells wonderful. You smell rosemary and hints of lemon and a little bit of basil. And it's also served with mashed tubers and some kind of a green... It, it sort of looks like little mini trees. Ah, broccoli. Yep. And then he lays down the plate of several slices of ham. She's never eaten them before. She doesn't know what it's called, but she tries anything, so... And served with the pork, there is some kind of a 
soft, almost like mini uh, half or half pieces of a round tube covered in cheese. Potato? Pasta? Is that macaroni and cheese? It's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> mm. I'm not a macaroni and cheese fan. And then he takes a small plate you. and he walks over and he sits it down in front of Jolly. And Jolly, on this plate is a couple pieces of what looks like chicken, but it's a little, it's not white, it's a little darker. And it has a slightly gamey smell to it. It does have bits of rosemary and lemon on there. And it, or there are several apple slices neatly arranged in a fan, or in, you know, in a half circle fan fold. Navika would probably like the, the creamy cheese sauce. Yeah, I'm not a macaroni and cheese person, Navika, so but you can have as much as you want. Oh, this I, I love the cheese the cheese sauce. I, I the the noodle. It's okay. It's good yeah. good vehicle for the sauce. I think I would love this cheese sauce on a fresh freshly baked potato. Yes, that would be very good. I agree. Really, you should try that. This very delicious cheese sauce. You should try serving it on potato, freshly baked potato. Oh, uh, we've recently started doing that. It was actually a friend from uh, Rufus, I think is what his name was. Uh, A friend of Ron's. That's a great suggestion. I will have to get that next time. I mean, I have more than enough food here. Um, for tonight, but I would love to try this cheese sauce on a potato at some point. Rot seems to be enjoying his entire pig. And and Rot looks up with a freaking like, like grease smattered face and like half the pork Ah. in his face. Yeah, pig. Rot, remember not to eat the bones this time. They got stuck in your throat last time. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, How many did you already swallow, buddy? Yes, right? Uh, (laughs) Less than four. (laughs) Good, good. Well, try not to eat the rest, okay? Dinner goes without event. You you pretty much get your fill of food and start feeling rather sleepy after the events of today and the fact that you haven't rested in a while and yeah, we had a long, long day. got the snot beat out of you a few times mm-hmm. a long day. I mean I am I'm, I have all my hit points but that's because I spent hit dice <laughs> and one long rest later we spent lots of spell slots alright so we get to take a long rest and we are not disturbed you do get to take a long rest but you're definitely not not disturbed oh mm. okay well, all right, then you can tell us what happened, and I'm going to roll my d4. I don't know if I, I mentioned the Eldritch Invocation I took, Carrie. I took the one that lets me cast False Life at will, so every time I have a you know a pause for it, um, I'm going to cast that, and what it does is it gives me a small amount of temporary HP. But I just can cast for free, you know, 24 plus 4. But that's like a few extra HP, you know, every day. And I figured that was a reasonable choice for Navika. I roll up wheel. For the day. Instead of woe? 
Yeah. For my power. Wheel and woe. Yeah. All right. Who is going to be the first to get up? That would be me. I'm always the first one up. Luckily, because I only need to sleep like four hours. Yep. Makes sense. And, and because of her, her, you know, military type background as well, she's like. Always you get up and you walk down the same, you know, early hour. And Billy, or excuse me, Daryl and Runt are sitting down eating breakfast with Milana and Thula and they wave at you. And it's much quieter in the end than it was before, except you hear the sound of a hammer hitting metal. These boys ever let you two sleep in? Lula looks at you, and you can see the bags under her eyes a little bit, and she just shakes her head. Hmm. We ever have a peaceful moment? Maybe we can wait. Yes. I think I think next time we get a uneventful day, the boys will have to stay over with us so Balana and Thula can actually sit. or maybe we'll send the girls up for a nap this afternoon. Is nap good, Balana Thrula? Nap? Yes, no. Balana looks at you with pleading eyes or excuse me, uh, Thula looks at you with pleading eyes and Balana's like If we make it through this fight, then we'll happily help. I'm all right. I'm used to this with Daryl. Eh, well, I still think you guys need like a a girl's nap date and the boys need a day out with Ront doing Ronty things. What is this banging I hear? Who is this? Billy walks over. Oh, um, it's the dwarven man that you brought. He's been out there playing with the forge. Dwarven man went brought. Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. from the um the temple. Yeah, from did you, did you change the map, Carrie? I did. Who's next to get up? Tina is gonna head over is gonna follow the sound of the hammer. Where's he at? Me, Carrie. Alright. I will throw now. We're just outside to the left. To the left? Uh-huh. Okay. Good. And Good after Navica, who would be the next one up? Ladies, Jolly. I, I stay where she is, so uh, her getting up would get me up. Good morning, friend. What are you doing over here? I thought Galen and Nora had given Ront one of the buildings for a forging area. Those things are not. Uh... They're, they're um, from the city. They built a little forge over there. Oh, I thought Ron, I thought Nora, Nora and Galen had given Ron one of the buildings. No, they suggested that originally, but they're like, the buildings aren't theirs. Oh. Who's are they? They belong to the city. And why didn't we ask the city council for them? Because they already built a little forge over there, so it seemed fine. Yeah, we can move it. What are you two working on so early in the morning? Wolfus is sitting there watching intently, and it seems your dwarven friend, it, it looks like he's making a set of cutlery. Oh, uh, hello, Miss Kina. Good morning. What are you making? Oh, I, I saw the really? silverware in the inn, and I thought maybe they could use a better set. Aw. 
quite kind of you. Why does he look like the freaking Swedish chef? Oh. Because he is kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I was like, why does it look like a Swedish chef? Oh. Hmm. It's all and, and what are you doing? Learning? What? Are you going to be an old dog that picks up new tricks? How are you liking the briny meat? No problem, no problem with old dogs. They peace on things. Yeah. Navik is going to ask uh, our dwarven fellow, how are you liking the briny maiden so far? Everything all right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's pretty nice. Uh, uh, I like it here. But I, th- I figured this would be a way to try and um, pay for my room and board. As I'm sure they will appreciate what you are making, and that's very kind. We're glad that we could bring you to a safer place than where you were working before. She pats him on the shoulder and then heads back inside. Ront and Wesson, I put you both on the map, but I assume that the two of you are going to be up here pretty shortly. Eventually, yes. Ron's the last one, unless there's a loud, <clears throat> giant loud noise. No giant loud noise. Just normal in sounds. Does Ron hear somebody using his forge? He does. Well, then he goes out there immediately to see what the fuck is going on. You see the dwarf from before working on the forge, making what appears to be tiny knives and tridents, and Dolphus sitting and watching nearby. I can't remember his name. And neither. They were calling him Brunor, but he's no Brunor. Oh, Brunor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you doing with Ron's forge? Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ron. Uh, I hope it's okay, but I, I wanted to do something to repay the kindness of the Briny Maiden. Ron looks to see if he's broken anything. No. In fact, a couple of the tools have been oiled. Looks like oh. they've polished up a little bit. Okay. that That's fine. Ron just making sure you not break anything. He kind of looks at you and nods. Like, uh, okay. And Captain Sobel is walking in. He looks like he was walking towards Navica, but he stops when you approach him. Ron just walks right up to him. Uh, Ron? Captain, good morning, Ron. I trust you had a peaceful night? We did. Considering circumstances, it's good that we did. Then you won't mind coming with me to your ship as we need to depart soon. No. Um, I... Kaylin looks like the, this is last call. We'll see you. Stay safe, everyone. Billy oh. just kind of looks at you a little bit forlorn and just kind of like, like, uh, okay. And waves his hand. He looks a little confused, though. Kaylin. Kaylin's not present. Billy. Nora. Galen, 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 it's Billy and I didn't even see Nora. Just Billy. 
Rot's yeah. going, Rot yeah. going to borrow this chair, okay? No, you'll not be taking any chairs from the Barney Maiden. They need those. And you'll not be cracking them any over any Sahagin's head. We have better things for that. And I have a cannon to shoot at them now. Right, he, Captain Bubble? Billy, he where not. are you stealing? We're stealing oh, okay. <laughs> uh, They're sleeping. It, it would, they made me take oh. the morning shift. They were up late. Okay. It's good. Okay. Well, tell tell them that we wish them well. Um, we we are we are headed off to do some very dangerous things. So hopefully you will see us again soon. Can always uh, redirect Rose's attention with a cannon. <laughs> oh, no. I don't have a map for this, so you're gonna have to use the power of imagination. But when you yeah, walk outside of the Briny Maiden, the, no, the Sea Ghost the, is parked right, right outside on the dock. Hmm. So we head out to the Sea Ghost. When you head out to the Sea Ghost, doo, 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 doo. That's the main deck. Uh, nope, that's not right. There's a character missing. Someone is drawing the ship. Tim. <laughs> there. Ron's imagination is broken. Boop. Sea ghost. We have front cannons now. Indeed you do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He, he didn't want to just like, ooh. You can click on those and delete them, Tim. Those lines. There you go. And oh, Carrie no. moving the front of the ship off so that it lines up correctly. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that I, I, I was still showing part of the cabin underneath. I'm like, oh, God, OCD. You must fit. Okay. We have forward cannons now. Very nice. Indeed. The Seagulls now has the capability of firing both forward and one attack on each of the sides. Mm -hmm. I don't see where's Anchor. He is living up to his namesake. He's down anchoring the ship. Right, right, right. Uh, all right. Well, good. Good morning, gentlemen. How was your night? It was interesting watching them install the cannons. We, I think, I understand enough that if we have to swap them for some reason, that it won't be a problem. Good, good to know. Um, Captain, so were, were you able to contribute um, anyone else to to our crew in the event that um, to, to keep our ship going in the fight when we uh, take our leave temporarily? Wink, wink. So when you say that... Sorry, I'm, I had to go grab it. Captain Sobel himself steps on board the ship, and then you see Oceanus pop his head up from the water, and he climbs up onto the ship as well. Ah. Oceanus, you decided to come along today. Indeed, milady. When I heard that you were assaulting the Sahagan, I wanted to come with. All right, I remember how much he hates them, too. Yes. It, I, is, I, it, is, it is a fun little side trip, isn't it? Oceanus. High five the sea elves down with the fishmen. He grins 
And Navica, as a Triton, you've seen the sea elves when they... You've seen the rows of sharp teeth that they have at times when they bear them. But this, this does not phase you. Yeah. Kina, it's a little creepy. It's kind of like looking at a piranha in the mouth. They are, I mean, they eat predominantly fish, you know, so sharp teeth. Um, and they, uh, they hate Sahagin as much as Tritons do, I bet. Indeed. Sure I'm sure they have the same uh, kind of problems that uh, Navigus people do, so. She will, like, give a salute to Oceanus, like, hey, yeah, welcome, welcome to the party. After, or immediately after you say that, you hear the sound of, it almost sounds like a large hunt, or a large horn being sounded. And that's about the time when Anchor, whoops, wrong side of the ship, crawls up, shrinks back down, and then pulls the chain up. And Captain Sobel looks at all of you, that's our cue to get in formation. Also, and he takes position uh, at I this cannon. Honored uh, to have you with us, Captain. So, something that I failed to realize until I looked at the document earlier today, there were three other positions that were not in the document that I added in to give characters something to do other than, well, if it's not on the deck of the ship or and I can't swim fast, I can't do anything. I saw the helmsman, cannoneer, and lookout. Yep. Oh shoot, where'd you put that? I mean, Is those are like the the other um, roles on the ship aren't, they, they list what skills you need to roll, but not like what you could do during a combat with any of that. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So the other roles, what the uh, ah, sorry, words are tough. While it doesn't necessarily say that they're not, or excuse me, they're uh, for combat, be, because you have enough nor, uh, NPC, specifically character NPCs, to run your ship, you don't have to worry about a crew status. What those rules were meant for is if you had a hired crew, they have a uh, morale level and a competency level, which the more competent they are, the better that those things can happen versus not. Or you can have a PC take care of those things. Since most of you have ranged attacks and spells, I figured that you're probably either going to be taking a cannon or if there's not something on the ship that you can attack, that's why I created those other roles of, hey, you can still do something even though it's not directly causing damage or attacking something. It's making sure you don't sink. Those things like a captain and a first mate and stuff would be to uh, keep the morale of your crew up and stuff if you have a whole crew that's running everything else, right? Exactly, because the morale of the ship affects the uh, when they do an attack or they do a skill check like to navigate the ship if the morale is low you get penalties okay but we because uh we have like individuals doing that and we don't have to worry about it as much correct that's why a lot of those are like me okay so we're definitely gonna have several of us as cannoneers but we're gonna need somebody at the helm i think that I might assuming that I would be like a surgeon, um, but I can also do the navigating. Well, the 
that's that's those are things that we don't we don't technically need anybody to do that right now yeah i know um, but i i don't think i should be like the helmsman i don't you'll probably just be firing spells yeah you don't have to do any of the ship rolls the, the uh either either one of our npcs or davika or west needs to be the helmsman because we are the ones that are proficient with water vehicles yeah and I'm fine with it being one of the NPCs, but we need someone at the helm. Probably shouldn't be Navica if we're in a fight, because she probably wants to be in melee range. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to... Like, if we're fighting ship to ship, until we actually take our trip off to do... Uh, oh, um, that was also not mentioned in the summary. When we uh, talked to the lizard folk queen, um, she said that what would be best once we get into our battle with the Sahagin is that um, we we should all um, leave uh, the the battle uh, yes. our our individual group and attack the temple as a strike force and we have like a, a we were given um, you know a rough sketch of the building and where they're the different rooms and stuff it's like a big uh sort of fortress um but that we would be more effective as a direct strike force against the sahagan fortress um in a way that that you know the full armies couldn't do uh so navica is not i mean we're not gonna be in melee range of anybody um until we jump off to to become a strike force so while we're still actively like all of us are still on actively on the ship she's fine with doing the helm or being a cannoneer or whatever so funny that you sh- while oh, you're ahead. while you're talking about that captain sobel rolls out a uh rolls out a sea chart and at the moment ahmed is at the helm and he's getting the ship into position which is lagging behind the other not including yours 30 ships that are all leaving as an armada from salt marsh and sailing up when he rolls up the map the sahagan fortress that everyone's going to be attacking is here on the uh, western seat or excuse me west of salt marsh on the sea border the plan is two of the ships are going to break off and escort you as you as your ship heads more inland while the main fleet is continuing to assault the uh, the fortress from the seas and keeping their main forces occupied, the other two ships will escort you as you sail more towards this inlet, and, and then you'll disembark likely. and head in through a small uh, rocky cavern pattern on the beach. Right, where we were shown that there was an mm-hmm. entrance. Um, we're going to... Uh, when when we have our little escort ships, we'll surely have to fire cannons at various things. But uh, so so, I mean, Ahmed can can be at the helm. That's fine, as long as uh, you know we have someone there to do those um, actions. Uh, um, Rant is going to want to fire a cannon at least while he's still on the ship. Am I correct in that, Tim? Whatever he needs to do. Well, of the, you, did you look at the new things? Yeah, but most of them are not things Ron's really capable of doing. Not, not the, 
No, the new ones that Carrie just posted today. Oh, no, I didn't. He posted them in, in the document and also in uh, Discord. There's Helmsman, Cannoneer, and Lookout. And Ron's going to want to be on a cannon of those options. Probably. Uh, Unless there's something he can reach. Uh, well, he's not he's not proficient in water vehicles, so he shouldn't be piloting the ship. And he's not going to want to just sit in the crow's nest telling people where to go and what to do. He's going to want to fire a gun. No, the crow's nest is for, like, me or Wesson. I don't know how who has the higher range on their spells. Uh, but uh... you could be a lookout and also so that you yeah. could um, choose uh, one of those actions instead of your own if you needed to. Yeah, but mostly you and what like like so actually you would probably be really good up there because you do a lot of concentration spells. Mm -hmm. So you could if you didn't have to move like if you're doing call lightning, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Where uh, I guess it's an action to use call lightning. Then never mind. Um, yep. I don't know. Uh, you would probably still be better up there because you would occasionally be able to do something. Um, because you're just concentrating on a spell instead of actively using it. But uh, um, you guys can decide if one of you wants to do that. Um, do you would you would you rather have a PC be the helmsman than an NPC, guys? Because I'm I'm okay with it either way. I don't I don't have a preference. I think we should do the the tasks that seem most sensible for our characters. I think uh, lookout should be one of the. Um, main spellcasters, and um, other than that, I don't really have a uh, preference. Well, the the, the helmsman specifically, um, the the piloting the building um, makes a big difference if you're proficient with uh, you yeah. know, water vehicles. And the and two only are, only yeah. Western and Navica are proficient of the party. So if, if you don't want to be the one who does it, I think it should be an NPC. I think a, I think a PC would be better, uh, because I don't think NPCs are going to have efficiency bonuses. They might, I guess. It just seems like an important job to be. Yeah, you know, not crashing the boat. No, our NPCs are actually, the one, uh, at least um, Ahmed, Zeb, and Anchor are built as PCs, if I'm correct. Aren't they, Carrie? Uh, Ahmed and Zeb are not. Anchor is. Okay. Well, unless Anchor can be the helmsman, then it should probably be Navika. Because she's going to have higher bonuses to things. If we need to avoid um, mines and sandbars and traps. If her dex is the highest as far as firing the cannons go. Um, she is proficient with martial weapons. But, uh, like, like, um, I don't know. We don't have anybody that's going to be an expert with the cannon. I think it'll yep. just be fun. You're for, getting close. For whoever wants to, uh, wield the cannons, they can just do that. I'll, right. I'll, I'll be the helmsman if you guys want Navigo. We'll pilot the ship. Yes, I think that is best. I know I like shooting cannons, especially at funky little floaty girls. All right, so Navigus piloting the ship, Gary. All right, so as you're getting, oops, I forgot to leave her on the, the other map. So when you get close enough, the you, know, you start hearing the raucous sound of thundering cannons firing 
as the rest of the fleet is heading towards or towards the fortress and you see a rather large black ship with red tops or with red sails on top returning fire at some of the ships and the battle starts ensuing and you see the water start to churn something else you notice is the sky is starting to get a bit darker and the sun is getting blotted out by storm clouds but it's not raining and the winds have picked up storm clouds will make it good for call lightning your ship breaks off and the two escort ships fall along the side or beside you then you hear another horn from both of the ships and they drop what appears to be a long beam off the side or off of each one of their sides Anchor runs towards the back of the ship, grows inside, and then he leaps off. And then you see the beam suddenly get a little bit taut uh, towards the back of your ship, and you, or your ship, jolts forward along with the other two. As Anchor is now propelling all three of you. Nice. Okay. That'll help us. Uh move, um, you know, fast enough to avoid the worst threats. Yeah. And so you start shooting forward when suddenly several sharks pop up from the water and start ramming themselves into the holes of each of the ships. Great. All right, can I take a shot at this one? With a you cannon? You can, in just a moment. Ah, and more popping up, damn it. Fire cannons down at sharks. If they go down that way, you might have to just- Actually, I put those sharks too far forward. Those need to be more forward up. Like that. Do you need us to roll initiatives? I do need initiatives. Excellent. What did you have, Kina? Uh, 21. Mm -hmm. I like to start. Listen or Navica. You both have 19. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet, so let's have for a go. Okay. All right. On a 21, Kina, you are up. All right. There are three sharks, each heading towards the ship or ships and, and trying to ram into the holes. And you notice out further in the water are three Sahagan wave shapers. Let's see, and based on your previous rules, I can shift one square left or right. Hmm. Yep, with the cannons. So you can hit. You can actually no. The front cannons can do two squares. Ooh. So the front cannons can hit all four of those in front of you. Hmm. I'm Dark assuming you and Rock took a cannon. So I'm gonna actually move you up to that. Yes. Um. Weston, hmm. you're free to move yourself where you want to be. Same thing for you, Jolly. Great shape. Let me look at the. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the closest alligator to the boat, so I'm going to target this one. All right. And remind me what shooting the cannon is. It's a 
D20 roll, plus your dex. And are you proficient with martial weapons? Yes. No. She's Wait, not. are you because are are um late singers proficient with martial weapons? I thought they only got specific proficiency. But Just I thought like I had rogues. No, rogues are only proficient with certain things as well. Terry, yeah. you hey, Terry, you said that everybody who was past a certain level or a base attack bonus was proficient with Right? No, that was guns. Oh. Okay, never mind. Yep, that was good. Yeah, but I have two pistols that I show proficient with. Yeah, um, I'm I'm actually looking because I don't know if blade singers get martial weapon proficiency. If they oh, do, the way, it'll be on our sheet. I'm pulling it up now to look. Weapons, I'm looking at it too. Simple one weapons. Take, nope. With one type of one-handed melee weapon of your choice. Yeah. Yeah. So you would not add your proficiency bonus. It would just be your dex. So okay, so just the dex. D20 the plus dex five is a plus five. So D20. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. No, hold on. D20. All right, D20 plus five. That's six. That's plus 11. Let me see. Did that come across right? It did not. Hold on. Okay, it's not coming across. Hold on. Yeah, 11 is not going to hit. The cannon shot goes wide and misses the shark. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I can be done then. Navica. I am going to take the action that lets me give advantage to a group of cannons on their next attack. What is the group of cannons? The group can be the forward cannons or the uh, side cannons. Um, since we're not fighting enemy ships alongside right now, I'm going to give advantage to the forward cannons. So that's my turn. And I will, of course, steer the ship as my move Is that correct, Carrie? Uh, hang on one sec. I was—I forgot to add the turns for the other two Marines. Like, I, is my move action steering the ship? Yes. Okay. And then my action is to give the advantage to the. So Sorry. on your next attack, you know, on the cannon or whoever pushes her out of the mm -hmm. way, the next, or for the front cannons, the next attack, whether it's this round or next, has advantage. Okay. For, for both cannons, so wrong and yep. Okay. yep, both cool. front cannons. That's what I did. Because they're a group. My action, I've done. Lesson. I mean, she's ready to start a scrappy fight if people start climbing up on the ship, but for now, that's uh, I'm just going to firebolt this guy right here. Uh, I thought I had a macro for it. Oh, here it is. Sorry. 15 to hit, 18 damage. You hit? Your points launch into the air and strike into the Sahagan, and it hisses. We can hear it all the way over there. Mm-hmm. That's all this. Alrighty. That's all I do. Jolly. Uh, I'm going for my humanoid form instead of one of my battle forms, so that's a non... It's an action, not a bonus action. 
and we can pro I mean, I think you could probably argue with Carrie that you would have taken that form a little bit before. As I said, I gave Wesson his mage armor. Uh, if you yeah. want to take uh, switch to your form as a pr preparation when we the ships broke into off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew we, I knew this was coming, and he let me take, I guess. Yeah, okay. So I took it uh, last round then before I took my position. And then I'm going to uh, toss an Eldritch Blast out. Um, I'll split the bolts, this guy, and this guy. Um, and that's a 16 and a 15 on the dice, so I'm pretty sure those are going to hit. Uh, uh, base bonus plus four. It's more than that. Yep, then you hit. And it's uh, d10. A 2d10. 1d10 each. Yep. 1d10 each, yeah. So 2d10, one for each of them. Uh, one of them is going to take seven damage, and one of them is going to take two. You both fly out and slam into the sharks. We need to get you bonuses to your spells like Western has. So that the cannon, or excuse me, the mariner ship to your left fires its two cannons. Both shots just missed the shark. Well, one of them is terrible. <laughs> and the other one it just barely missed the Sharks have an AC of 20? Damn, these are tough sharks. Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. One does hit. Say, like, if a sharks have an AC of 20, like, what kind of armor are these sharks wearing, man? Are they, like, covered in plate? Which is cool. That's actually a cool kind of shark, but... Maybe a very cool They're covered shark. in pieces of coral. That's cool. And one of the sharks is obliterated and turned into chum. Yep. Mm. I mean, hitting with a cannon seems like it would kill a shark. Yeah. Rot looks for his M1 carbine and cigarette. Not yet, Rot. Not yet. It's a Jaws reference, come on. I know, not yet though. We have more sharks to do that with. <laughs> oh, it's just out of range. They do have a faster swim speed than this, but because the ship is moving, they have to... <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make it hard for them. Uh, as a trained uh, wielder of ships, <laughs> I know. You don't how to manage drive... to get up to anybody to attack yet. I know how to drive boats. And then the other ship fires. And yeah. takes two more sharks out. Good work, cannons on the other ship. Can, can I clap as a free action? Yes. Okay. Runt. Uh, 
Well, Runt doesn't think that this cannon is going to be able to aim like fucking straight down at this thing. So that would be that would be fairly silly, and also it would break the cannon if I fired it like that. So I'm right. Am I correct? That is correct. So Runt's going to move up to here, and he's going to take out this spear and chain contraption gun that he was given, and he wants to shoot the shark with it and see if he can catch a shark. All right. Treat it like a, uh, a ranged weapon. Okay. And you are proficient with uh, martial weapons, therefore you automatically have proficiency with this. All right. Good dex plus proficiency. 19. Guess what? You get a shark. Rock has a shark. Rock has a shark. Roll 1d10. 1. Well, you did a point of damage to the shark. Bless his oh. dex. Do I get to add my dex bonus? What, what is your dex bonus? 2. You did 3 points of damage to the shark. Yeah, but more importantly, it's not in the water. Well, you have to pull it up. Oh, no. it happens automatically. Like, as oh, soon as the, the spear fires, it immediately ratchets and the yanks track. the shark out of the water. That's actually really cool. I didn't know it did that. I thought you had to pull the chain. Okay, so uh, you do have a shark. Ha! Ah, ah, Ron catch fishy! Alright, now uh, Ron wants to use his second attack to... Uh, basically, he wants to grapple the shark so it can't go anywhere. He wants to, like, get it by the fucking gills. Roll it! Okay. Opposed athletics. Good luck, Shark. 22. You easily beat the Shark. Okay. Well, uh, I don't... And you get cut for two points of damage from the coral bits that are, are protruding out of the Shark's skin. I cannot give less of a shit. I know, but still. can move on, Carrie. That's Rod's turn. Alright. On an 8, the Wave Shapers get to move 3. I'm going to get out of the way of the ship so they don't get run over. This one starts waving its hands. And something will appear in the water here. Kina, you're back up. You can probably fire at that sog in there. I think that's... Yeah. You can turn your cannon enough to fire at it. You have advantage this time. Yes, I think I will. Boom. This one? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, she can turn the can in that far, can't she, Carrie? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay cool. All right. We have advantage. So, what is this thing moving here? What was that thing moving? That A large whirlpool appears in the water. 
Yeah, mm. one of the dragons did a magic. Okay. All right, and what was it? Was a D twenty plus Dax, right? Yep. Yes. But advantage. So do it twice. Okay. Um, hold on. 15, so 20. Is that right? Yeah, Dex. 20. Uh, 20 will hit. Alright. What's the damage for a cannon? 8d10 plus your Dex. 8d10. That's a lot. 8, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Twenty-nine, thirty-four damage. Ooh. Please tell me it's poofs into a big pile of chum. The cannon slaps or slams into it and not or takes one of its arms clean off, but the wave shaper is still swimming in the water, and the whirlpool disappears. Hey, well, you took away its concentration. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Sorry. They have more than 34 HP, but you blew its arm up. Yeah. That's a lot of oh, HP. Call it a death charge. Clapping is another free action. Yes. Oh, did you roll that with advantage? I did. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Yep, I did. Because <laughs> the other roll was like a two. <laughs> <laughs> Navica. Um... Uh, can I take evasive maneuvers to try to avoid the sharks? Indeed you can. I would will like... impo- Doing so will impose a uh, disadvantage on the shark, or, yeah, the shark's attacks, but it will also impose a disadvantage on your cannons. Don't worry about it. Do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's see... So we're going to try that this round and see how it goes. Um, that's my action. My movement is piloting the ship. Uh, can I summon my my water spirit as a bonus action? You certainly can. Okay, I would like to do that. Um, right now, there's nothing super... Uh, I can actually... I can see this shark over here. I don't know if it's within range, but let me check. Sixty feet. That's fifty feet. So I can uh, summon it over there next to that shark right there. Great, and we're gonna attack that sharky. Um, seventeen. That is just under what you need. Seventeen. Let me check that box. Yeah, seventeen. Okay. It, the water elemental reaches out with its icy talons and scrapes against the coral on the shark. Does it quite penetrate? Okay, that, that's me. All right, Wesson. All right, I'm going to keep firing at this same Sahagan, the one with one arm. <laughs> one arm, Willie. Okay, pretty clear hit for 20 points of damage. That's oh, yeah. Good damage. Guess what? 
He doesn't have teeth on his other arm. <laughs> I'll say, it doesn't have much left after I hit it with a cannon. <laughs> chum. <laughs> Yay! Wes and his pirate. I got Jolly, you're up. Good work, Weston. Uh, right. Thank you. Trava, Carrie, I don't know. Yeah. If, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt Trava's turn. Um, you can rule yes or no on this if you want to. But Ront looks. Is she in a humanoid form? Yes. Just her regular humanoid form. Uh, Ront yells over at her Bird! Get ready to fire cannon! And he indicates the cannon that's right in front of him. I can try and fire the cannon. But but I but you I don't want you to do it now. I want you to do it on my turn. Are you gonna hold the shark in front of it? You shut your mouth. <laughs> you could Sorry. ready an action to fire the cannon. Okay, so I will ready an action to fire the cannon. Well, before you take your turn, Trava, um, I think you heard Wesley say, "Look up." I recommend you do so. Look up. Yeah. Is Oceanus acting as our lookout, by the way? He is not. He is on the deck of the ship. Okay, we don't have him on the initiative order. Hmm. I guess we don't no, need those no. other... None of the NPCs I, are on the initiative I don't know. order. I don't know what you mean by look up. Like, I, physically, like, look up at the sky. Heads oh, up. Like, okay, Jolly looks physically up at the sky. Roll perception. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I will roll perception. Well, I'm not telling you to roll perception. That's that's. I'm just saying for everybody to look up. I I rolled another twenty okay. different dice, but I it. all right, that's it. I gotta get some real dice. I'm yeah. having pretty rolls with this thing. You need real dice. Real dice are also just very fun. Um, mm-hmm. Nineteen total. I have advantage on perception checks. That's a twenty-three. Wait. Critical success. All right, I will message you. Nobody else passed. Okay. Rock doesn't two. bother. He's busy grappling a shark. He's not going to be looking at this guy. What did you roll, Wesson? Nothing yet. A fail. Ah. And, of course, I'll oh, ask jo- Smith what he sees. He says that something is coming. Uh, Jolly, you're ready in action to fire the cannon? Yeah. The ship is, or the marine ship's going to fire again. And it's going to hit both those sharks. Or no, it's only going to hit one of the sharks, sorry. One more shark chummed. Did you message me, Carrie? I uh, sorry, too many things. Uh, let me finish it real quick. And the shell sharks go. Chomp, 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 chomp. 
Only two of them are going to be able to make attacks, which is good for you. These are at disadvantage, so I'm rolling the first attack. Miss. Also a miss. Oof. Second shark. Miss. And miss. They try to slam into the sh or into the hull of the ship, but thanks to Navica's uh, steering, she manages to swerve and and uh, maneuver the ship and cause it to keel left and right. So the sharks leap towards it and then land into the water harmlessly. I'm sure it looks dramatic in the film version of this. Um, am I allowed to say something? Yep, because this is when they're showing up. Uh, everyone, watch out. There's There are shadows, wraiths coming from above. I, I, I'm undead, I think. Draw your weapons. They won't act this round, but they will next. Second ship is going to try and take out the last of the sharks. Which they do. Runt! Oh. Well, first, Runt does one damage to the shark that he has grappled. Uh, I want to use both of his attacks, uh, whatever he has to do, to basically wedge that shark's fucking face into the cannon and then yell at Bird to, to fire it. I'm going to say that takes one attack. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, you can Ron, easily do it. Ron, but Ron basically just slams the thing nose first into the muzzle, and then he yells at Bird, Bird, go boom! Do I have to roll the hit? I don't think I should have to roll the hit. I don't know. I don't know I how agree. you can miss. Yeah, yeah. So I, agree. I think you should just get to shoot and blow it up. If you uh, miss, you're, if you miss, you're fired. Just so you know. <laughs> roll it with advantage, so that way a one won't matter. But I want to see if you get a crit or not. Okay, so roll, roll 2d20. 2d20. Uh, 19 and 10. So I'll stick with the 19 on the dice. You hit, and the shark becomes chump. <laughs> shark blow up everywhere, and there's a big boom, and it is very funny. So now Ron is absolutely covered in gore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yay, bird! <laughs> then Rot then Rot realize Rot realizes that everybody's looking up at the sky, so he figures he probably should too. So he wipes shark pieces off of his face and looks up and sees the shadows. He pulls out his uh, radiant greatsword and he stands right here and readies can he ready his second action or no? No, but since you have one more attack, you should probably shoot one of those other sharks. Yeah, because I don't think I can get she can't to both the of them right down. All right, well, Rod, can he shoot the carry? Am I able to shoot the uh, the spear yeah. thingy again? Yes, you can. Yeah. All right, well, Rod wants to shoot it at this thing. Move over there. He gets a seventeen. It unfortunately bounces off of the coral on the shell or on yeah, the shark. Eighteen AC. Boom. Yeah, I missed you. All right, well, Ron takes out his big greatsword. He uses the rest of his movement. He goes over here and stands on top of the capstan and takes out his radiant sword and bellows at the shadows while dripping with 
shark pieces. All right. Thanks, Trava. On We're gonna, eight. That counts as one for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> on an eight, this Sahagan moves to there and starts waving its arms, and the whirlpool reappears and causes all three ships to slow down. That's a problem. Alright, do I take out the this Sahagan? Because I think I can crank the cannon that far. Ah, oh, you fuckhead. I guess I'm going to have to go after the sharks. With your range. But there's... No, there's something else out there. What are these? Those, Those are the rays. Uh, can you... I can't I hit that with a cannon, can I? They're probably okay. immune. If they're not immune, they're resistant to non-magic Yeah. Alright. Tina's gonna literally push the cannon straight up in the air and, and and target this one right here. I don't think you can go straight down. Yeah, can I? You're not gonna be able to get the sharks that are right okay. next to the ship. Can not I with can. cannon, at least. <laughs> also, if you fired it, it would go flying up and possibly yeah. kill you. <laughs> yes. You can fire a, a you know, crossbow or something. Or Shoot gun. your gun at him. Yeah. yeah, I might. Can I turn the cannon this far over here? Not that cannon, but the side cannons would be able to. Mm, damn, I can't get there. I can move and get there. You can move and fire that cannon. I'm sure that, uh, uh, you know, you can have our friendly crew member get out of the way. I'm sure he can do that. Well, yep. couldn't he fire for me? You're more accurate than him. Yeah. All right, Kina. Mm. Do I shoot the thing or do I shoot the cannon? Cannon does way more damage, so that's up to you. Yeah. Cannon scrambles all the way back here and shoots this one. All right, I know I've only asked this probably 18 times and I'm actually writing it down now. Uh, cannon. D6 or D20 plus your dex. D20 plus dex. It does how much damage? And then does 8D20, right? 8D10 plus your dex. 8D20. AD10. Ah, uh, well, oh, shit. God, I wish it was AD20. Ron would figure out a way to carry that thing. That would be. All right, hold on. Is, okay, well, that's the wrong damn roll. All right. Yeah, 10 is not going to hit. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Now we Uh, I'm checking my thing again. Hold on a second. Uh, I think I'm gonna take evasively the first again right now because we can't deal with those sharks that are right there for the moment. So I'm going to try to make it harder for them to fuck us up. Um, as my, my action, I'm going to keep piloting the ship and I'm going to send this guy over here to try to see if I can't do a little damage to this guy and maybe fuck up his concentration. Alright, roll the hit. Uh, 18 to hit. That's a hit. And that is... Um... Eight cold damage. Speed is reduced uh, by some 
10 feet, I think. Let me check. The whirlpool does not dissipate. Yeah. Okay, worth a try. Because, you know, they, if they take damage, they got to make a concentration check. And make yep. Yeah. So that's the best I can I can do. Is for, I mean, I could do more damage if I were fighting once those wraiths come up down here. Wesson. If I need to, but... How much of an effect is this whirlpool having? Is this going to, like, suck us into it? Uh, like, thanks are we, like... The, thanks to the acceleration of anchor, it has... Or it's not pulling you backwards yet, but your ship has slowed tremendously and is barely moving. Okay. But it's not actually threatening us at the moment. At the moment, no. But it is drawing you a little bit closer. We need to get rid of it if we can. There's that engineer again. <laughs> What's the tolerance for this whirlpool? <laughs> it sounds like I have a turn to deal with it, so I'm going to take that chance. <laughs> And I'm gonna just try to protect myself by casting minor illusion, so I don't get beat up by these uh, shadows. Going to cast a large, opaque ball of rolling flames that just encircle me. So a bunch of just fires all around me that you can't see through because they're so so thick of fire. All right, flame on! <laughs> You're just trying to keep the rays attacking you. Yeah, I just don't want them to be able to see me. There's a big rolling ball of flame there. Nothing okay. to see here. Jolly, and then we'll, or after Jolly takes her turn, it is 10 o'clock, which means we'll have to call it there. All right, Jolly, you get the last turn. Make it awesome. How far away yeah. from us are the shadows? They're a four, if you scroll up, you can see them uh, in front of us. They're these red forms. Um, if you can oh. do potentially do damage to this uh, guy over here, though. That's the one with the whirlpool. Oh, well then I will uh, first level guiding bolt the guy who's making the whirlpool. That's and then a... I'll, I'll give somebody else advantage on him. The guy over here, yeah. Uh, 17 plus 7, 24 to hit him. That's a hit. Excellent. All right, I'm struggling to get my D6s out of the case here. They just do not want to come. Five, fifteen damage. Oop, wrong thing. Whirlpool stays. Fucking sorry. Oop. Sorry, I didn't roll high enough. Well, and they. No, they rolled too high. It's not you. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to have done more than uh, 20 damage to make it even slightly you know, more difficult for them. Which is which is hard to do on 46. Yeah, they, they just rolled, they just rolled too high. It's, it's fine. Hard. Uh, and since Sarah does need to go at 10, we will 
Uh, pause it there for now. <laughs>